Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. Very excited to be back to recording the podcast episode after being away on vacation for over three weeks. Today, I want to talk about a very hot topic and I have named today's episode as the biggest myth out there when starting your business, which is buying inventory to start your business. I am going to deliver this podcast episode with a lot of emotions and feelings about this particular myth. I call it a myth because it's a widespread fake belief that you need to purchase inventory in order to start your event planning business. I know that this is what is going around because I have over 8,000 members inside our events for anyone Facebook group. And every single week, we have a Facebook live tutorial that I teach inside the Facebook group for free. And we create a group chat for every single topic, every single week. And one of the most common topic that came up was these members are asking, what, how did you start your business? What do you need to start your business? And to my horror, okay, I would say nine out of 10 responses from other members in the group chat share that you got to buy inventory to start your event planning business. And it went on and on, like how much money it costs and, and it's, it's stopping them to start the business because they don't have the capital, they don't have the funds to start buying this inventory and what inventory to buy. And then on top of that, they have to spend money to get a storage unit because their house is now looking like a warehouse because everything is everywhere and is really causing a lot of friction, uh, conflict okay, and friction with the family members because now you're treating your house as the, um, as the warehouse for your business. And I was like, you, we got to stop this madness. It's insane, okay? It's insane that this advice is going around in the events field. I am extremely upset and I, I, I cannot believe people are telling other people to do this. But then I have to start asking myself, where did they get this information from? Who are they following? Who are the people that they're getting this advice from? And what do these people have to show to show that they are successful in their business to give out advice like this? Oh my God, 
it's like a, a, a pandemic, okay? A pandemic which is causing new event planners, new business owners in the events field, especially in the planning and decorating field, to have been wrongly advised or to have this belief that, or wear it as a badge of honor, that if you own inventory and you are involved in every single detail in terms of handling the inventory, such as storing it, upkeeping it, and setting it and breaking it down, delivering it for events, okay? That you have to be personally be involved so that your vision can come to life. And the next day, you are tired as hell and you wear it as a badge of honor that I did it. I did a successful event. I did all these things. I put all these things together using my inventory and I have work to show. And the next day, I'm so tired. It is being shared in the events field that this is the norm. And I will tell you, this is further from the truth. These other event planners, they're telling the newbies that you got to buy your own inventory, okay? You got to create the inventory such as your floral, your centerpieces, all right? Your own backdrop. And then you have to set it up and you have to tear it down. And the next day you're tired as hell. That's part of your entrepreneur journey as a business owner in the events field. That's what it meant being a business owner in the events field. So if you're not doing all this, that means you don't really have a business. That means you're doing something wrong. That cannot be further away from the truth. If you really take the time to look at very successful business owners, okay, in the events field, and I'm namely focusing on event planners, designers, okay, who call themselves designers, all right? In reality, if you are decorating it, decorating your own design, you are a decorator. You're not a designer. You're not just a designer, you're a decorator as well. Let me just rephrase that, okay? So you are the manual labor, all right? If you look at very successful event designers, how about that? Very successful event designers. And I'm going to use David Tutera as an example. Majority of us know who David Tutera is, right? Majority of us know who Colin Coel is, right? So these two very, very well-known established event designer, do you really think that they own their inventory? I know for a fact that if they were to create a look that none of the vendors out there that they're working with have that particular inventory, that look that they're trying to create, they will manufacture one. Custom made, custom built. That's exactly what I do for my client as well. They want something or I create a vision and none of the vendors that I'm using have that prop for me to rent. We make it. I'll find a vendor to make it. I'm not going to make it myself. Where am I? A carpenter? Are you a carpenter? Ask yourself this. Do you think David Tutera and Colin Coel will go buy the wood 
go buy the materials and do it themselves? No. They hire somebody and they pass the cost to the client. So, do you think they own the inventory? No. If they custom made that particular thing, it belongs to the client. The client doesn't want it. That's fine. They keep it. All right? And there are two ways to do it. They will either give it to a vendor who manufacture that, give it back to them. Next time they rent it from them because it's already, you know, the client already paid for. So they can sell the look again. They charge the next client and they just make money from it. So do you also think that they are there to set up all the items that create or fulfill the vision? No, they have a team. So if you want to own inventory, you were probably given this idea that it's so much cheaper to just own it than to rent it from a vendor. Okay, there are two reasons. I can only think of two reasons that someone want to own inventory. Number one, this small time thinking of so much cheaper if I were to own it versus to rent it from another vendor. Because if I were to own it, it's mine. I can use it over and over and over again. If I were to rent it from a vendor, they're so expensive. So I don't really make money when I rent it out to, or, or I incorporate that into the event design for my client. Okay? I call it a small time thinking because you forget, you forget the cost of maintaining the inventory. You forget the cost of keeping the inventory you forget the cost of setting up the inventory. You forget the cost of breaking down the inventory. All those are labor hours. And to my horror, I saw this video. I can't remember whether it's an Instagram reel or a TikTok. That this event, I'm going to call it decorator. Okay, it's a glorified event designer. She posted this on her social media that came across to my feet, that she put a caption, the pain is real, which is exactly, what, what, was she, what, what was she doing? She was trying to remove the wax from the candle holders. It was a 100 and, oh, 150 people event. So there's 15 tables. And each, imagine each table, if let's say have three to four candle holders, right? Let's just say four candle holders per table, okay? Four candle holders per table times 15 tables, 60. 60, 60 of those little things. But I believe she's removing 100 over. So wax from those little candle holders. Do you think, do you really think that a successful event designer will actually be breaking down that centerpiece and then taking it home and do an all-nighter or wake up the next day and spend all day trying to remove the wax from the freaking candle holder. Think again. If you want to be successful, watch what successful people do. These event coaches who are event designers themselves show the work behind the scenes that they are setting up show the work 
behind the scenes that they're removing all this wax. And if you think that that's the path to go, that's the path to follow because they're booking events. So they must be making money. And this is what you do if you're a business owner. Think again. Think again if that's the path. I can do the same thing. Same thing at David Tutera, David and, and Colin Cowell. Doing the same thing, the same vision, yet all we need to do is show up for the event, even if we, if we will show up when the client pay us to show up, okay? If I'm personally handling the event, if not my assistant. Show up, smoosh, make sure that everything, everything looks good. All the vendors show up, do what they are supposed to do, PR a little bit, get some more leads at the event because I am not sweating, not looking like a hot mess. I'm actually working as a CEO, talking to my clients, making sure have you know have my the other eye or have a team member who is actually my operations person looking making sure that all the vendors doing what they're supposed to do so I can focus on my client and not focus on the on the setup and then go around do a final walkthrough with the client that this is how everything should look like as how we have communicated the vision and then I go home and that's it I don't have to go back to break down anything I don't have to be removing tender wax the next day so when I saw that video, I was like, what kind of message are you trying to send? What are you, what are you showing? That you are showing that you work very hard? Good for you. You're working hard, not working smart. That's why you're only making this much money and I'm making this much money. I'm not saying it in an arrogant fashion, but I'm telling you the truth. You want to make a lot of money. You want to be very successful. Like what I always say, you want a copycat, find the right cat to copy. Do you want to be living a life like that person who shows that she makes this extravagant, another event planner coach, extravagant balloon backdrops. And then she shared that the next day she couldn't move her fingers because her fingers were so tired from tying all those balloons. How does that equate to sustainability? playing the long game in the business without killing yourself? How does that align with your ultimate goal of having a freedom-based lifestyle where money is still coming in, business is still going on, but you're not working all the time? How does that align? It doesn't. So this myth about having to buy inventory, okay, for me is busted. So. First reason why you will buy, consider buying inventory is a small time thinking. That is so much cheaper if I were to own. The second reason that you could buy inventory is because there isn't any vendors around you because you live in a small town. Okay. You live in a small town and there's nobody you can depend on and your vendors are super far away. So you will have to own everything. That's okay. If that's the case, this is an exception to the rule. It's okay to own inventory in this case, but you need to really understand for this particular scenario, where should your focus be? You, the business owner, where should your focus, your time and your energy be in terms of growing your business? Not doing the manual tasks of decorating 
transporting, setting up, tearing down, cleaning up, maintaining, cleaning up the warehouse, cleaning up your inventory. No, you are a very expensive asset in your company. The time that you're using to do all these manual tasks that is non-sales generated, not sales generating activities, that means you're not talking to potential clients. You're not talking to current clients to get repeat business. Anything that you're doing right now, okay, when you own inventory, that is not going to help you create more revenue. It's not a direct effort that's going to create more revenue for your business. You need to be, you need to stop. You need to stop doing that. Okay. So if you are living in a small town and you need this inventory, Find a cheap, a cheaper labor than you that costs less than what you're charging yourself. Okay. If you're charging yourself your hourly rate, $100 an hour, you're charging to your client, that $100 an hour that you're using, one hour that you're using to clean those candle wax is $100 of your time. If you find a cheap labor that's $15 an hour and that free you up that hour, to go do a sales generating activity, create content for your social media, work on your website, go talk to vendors and venues, potential clients, follow up with your past clients, anything that has a direct impact in the potential of creating more revenue, that's what a CEO would do, a successful business owner would do. So there's nothing wrong to own inventory under this second scenario. And think about how to rent it out. If you're renting it out, it shouldn't be you doing the delivery and you picking up the, picking up the items after it's being rented. It should be a cheaper labor. Imagine opportunity cost. If you are doing something, that means you're not able to do something else. You also limit your growth. If you are actively involved in the inventory portion, that means you're doing things that's not sales generating. So the opportunity cost of creating more revenue is, is there. So the fact that everybody thinks, I say everybody, I'm generalizing, okay? Because the common message out there is you got to own inventory. And there's not many people in the events field, successful event planners, who will stand up and correct that myth. You know, you and I know that. That there is this, unfortunately, there's this thing going on that the new event planners or event planner business owners, one of the things that they are facing is they're not getting help from the seasoned planners who are giving them real advice to start and grow their business. Everybody is holding information so close to their chest. And I was like, why? I do this, <laughs> this weekly Wednesday Facebook Live tutorial and also stream to Instagram and my YouTube and LinkedIn, okay, to help newbies or even season planners because the content that I teach is not just beginners, but it all the way go up to season planners who are making close to, you know, high five figures to six figures. So why are they so protective? And so selfish with sharing the information. That's only one reason. They don't feel the calling to help other people, number one, or they're afraid. 
of competition, scarcity mindset. For me, there's enough business for everybody. Okay? You are not the planner for everyone. And there's enough business for everyone. So, may the best event planner win in the sense of how you connect to your potential clients, how you make your potential client feel. So, you don't have to worry. If your potential client decides to work with another person, that's because they feel the connection. They feel that the investment is worth the value and experience they're getting. That means that event planner is able to better communicate what they can provide for the potential client. So, withholding all this information is just thinking small. When you think small, your business can't grow. That's just the way it is. I believe that the universe always gives and you're born with abundance. So, this is something that I will probably will talk a lot more about what are the things that you really need to start your business. And if you're listening to this podcast in time, we have our next Passion to Profit workshop coming up. And this will be happening on July 26th and July 27th. It's only a two-day workshop, one hour each, each day, 8 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. And the very first day, I'll be talking about how I built both my events business, which is my event planning business, M2 Hospitality, and also the coaching business, Events for Anyone. By the way, now these two websites is merged into one website called mayyoursilvers.com. So if you're interested to find out what I do, how I portray my brand, the people that I help, and the results I get for my clients, go check it out. Mayyoursilvers.com, M-A-Y-Y-E-O-S-I-L-V-E-R-S.com. So we are going to talk about on day one, the things that I did right and the things that I did wrong to build both my businesses into a six-figure profit business, not revenue, profit. Okay, that means minus all my expense. And you will be able to learn from my mistakes, okay? And avoid those mistakes when you're building your business or scaling your business. So I'm basically going behind the scene. I'm going behind the curtains. If you have followed me long enough, you know that I don't hold anything back. So you will learn my journey on how I built both my businesses into a multiple six-figure profit business. The business fundamentals are the same. It doesn't matter whether it's an event planning business, it's an events coaching business. It doesn't matter. Business fundamentals are the same. So join me on July 26th, which is a Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time zone for that. The second day, which is July 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern time zone, I'll be talking about the six things, the six things that you actually need to start your event planning business that don't actually cost you a dime. What are those six things that you actually need to start your event planning business? And I'll deep dive into, into that. And a lot of it, we focus on generating sales, generating presence, okay? You want to be able to incorporate those six things from the get-go, all right? From the get-go, when you start your business, because what do we need most when we start a business? We need sales. We need money. 
if you don't know what you need to start your business, this session, July 27, on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time Zone, is going to give you an idea what you need to start your business so that you can immediately start making money, start getting leads. And I will also be announcing during that business kickstart workshop a brand new curriculum that we have put together. It's a 12 weeks curriculum to help those of you who are thinking to start an event planning business, event design business, event decorating business from you don't know what you need to do and how to do it. We're starting this new curriculum, introducing this new curriculum at the end of the workshop. It's a 12 weeks curriculum. We have never done anything like that before where you will be learning and implementing at the same time in the 12 weeks. So by the end of the 12 weeks, you have something solid. It gives you an idea of what it takes to become an entrepreneur, what you need to do to have a business and how to do it in order to make money. Okay. So if you want to learn about this brand new curriculum, which I call the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Academy, join us for the workshop where I'll be talking about that after I have talked for two days. All right. If you want to sign up, just send an email to me or reach out on my social media. My social media is everything is at mayosilvers.com or at mayosilvers, not at mayosilvers.com. That's not right. <laughs> it's may at mayosilvers. My Instagram, you know, my LinkedIn, my TikTok, or send me an email, events for anyone. So it's may, M-A-Y, at E-V-E-N-T-S, number four, anyone.com. Let me know you want to register. And it will be a live Zoom coaching session, okay? This workshop is live. So send me a message, send me an email so we can register you to learn how I built my business into a multiple six-figure profit business and also the six things you need to actually kickstart your event planning, designing, decorating business. I talk to you again next week. If you know of anyone who needs some help in building or starting their business, introduce them to our podcast and also let them know that we have this workshop coming up. All right? So share the news. My mission and my calling is to help as many of you to get your foundation right, your business foundation right, if you decide to turn your passion for events into profit. So please help me in my mission. i talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.